0: Understand why you're treating the men's champion differently than the women's champion. Do you value Brock Lesnar more than you value me? It never occurred to me to compare you and Brock. I feel like you're trying to weasel your way out of this match, but I'll tell you what. I'm not going to make the decision. I'm going to ask the audience. I'm going to ask you a simple yes or no question. Do all of you want to see Alexa Bliss defend the Raw Women's Championship in the first ever Women's Elimination Chamber match? When Ryan's
1: when it's time to begin, it's on the rewind around with John Pollock and waiting the eighteen that makes sense of these things we see in the ring every week on TV. It's Rewind Rewinder for Monday night, download a Tuesday morning from the post wrestling site. It's Rewinder for Monday night on USA. Now on the John and Wade take the mic. It is Rewind a I am John Pollock with Waiting yeah. here in the glorious post office.
2: Glorious.
1: It is. Yes. We've got cassette tapes here, Tomita's greatest hits,
2: the music of the post office. That is no lie. I mean, uh, this room really hasn't been... I, I would say this room hasn't been used Uh, probably in like 10 years before we started doing podcasts here again. I
1: think everyone's house has a, a room like that. Oh, yeah. What what great use were you getting out of
2: this? This was like my brother's uh, music production room. Uh, In fact, I'll even pan around for for the post-production people so that they can see. Those that are watching this
1: on video, which you can do so if you are a post-production.
2: Double-double post-production user. So anyway, yeah. Can can we get
1: a shot of that window? Like what what an odd window.
2: Well, it's a basement window. What's so odd about that?
1: Uh, it's just it's uh i don't think i've ever noticed it before oh, okay. and i face it every week
2: so yeah my uh, i don't know how many people know but like my brother's uh like a music producer huge music producer both of your brothers I don't are how about huge uh one one is uh more of a hobbyist but uh anyway so the other one is so anyway but that's just kind of <laughs> he's big he's slimmed down a lot is that what you're trying to say He's fat? No,
1: I was trying to meet... I meant it in, like, the figurative sense. I, oh, okay. I
2: don't even know what your brother looks like. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, this was kind of a room where they used to do a lot of music in. And, what? What's so funny. It's like how d- defensive you got of your brother. Like, uh, well, that's is what, he a larger man? You said huge with a smirk. So, what? that was my, my assumption. I'm always just fucking around okay is he a heavy guy he uh he i wouldn't say he's heavy he's actually slimmed down a lot as i can tell from your response there that's what you yeah, just said right but at one time he might have been okay yeah. well good for him then <laughs> i didn't watch raw to talk about this okay well let's <laughs>
1: get, let's go to the backstory of the room again
2: anyway so this used to be like their musical production room and i would say maybe that's part of the reason why Maybe a lot of people are surprised, but like we're actually recording this on one mic, John and I, and to me it sounds actually quite good for for that for one mic. Um, and maybe part of it is because of this room, because there's there's a little bit of soundproofing and it's got low ceilings and carpet and everything. So yes,
1: we are the lady and the tramp of podcasting.
2: Um, yeah, I guess yeah, if you wanna make it awkward again.
1: You know what I'm still enjoying uh, is the, the Christmas decorations in your neighborhood way. Oh, there there's... are people that have just, they're not giving up. Our buddy, while he's not uh, inflating the reindeer, they're still there. theres He's wow. still got some light up ones on his lawn that are like white with lights around them that are not turned on. And then he's got just the dead inflatable mm-hmm. uh, reindeer on his on his roof, which is fine. And then there's another house. That's just, it's like two turns away from you, fully lit up, fully lit up. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't even have to have my headlights on. We are officially, so...
2: we are officially in April now. February. Sorry, sorry, sorry February. <laughs> We're officially in February now. Um, to, In your opinion, what is the cutoff? What is too late? Like. I think now is too late. Yeah. It's kind of like a game for
1: me, I find, when I'm in residential areas, is that I, I look at houses. Because my parents' area, too, there's a lot of them that mm-hmm. still have lights out. And I think it's a mid-January thing. It's not weird. Mm-hmm. By February, it's like, you're
2: just delaying. Or you're just not going to take them down. I think you could put them up in November. And then, uh, you know, let it, let it run through November. Let it run through December. Jan- First week of January, in yeah. my opinion, that's when they should go. They've yeah. had a good run. You've, you've got your purpose. Christmas yeah. ends fast. Yeah, you've got your use out of them for the year.
1: Um, I'd argue by the 27th, I think most people are... It's yeah. done. It's over. You get maybe a grace day of a boxing day.
2: But this is also the reason why I would never do Christmas decorations. Because of people judging? Because it's just It's just work. Like, what am I doing this for? Is You're this...
1: providing great uh, enjoyment for others. I, I love seeing these lights. I don't give a Not shit. Not complaining. I, I hope a... your neighbors keep them all year. I do a wrestling podcast. That's my Christmas lights. Okay? Uh, you need
2: to just cheer up a little,
1: <laughs> get into the Christmas spirit. What way. I
2: don't get is if is if like somebody is willing to go through the effort of stringing up their house, putting uh, inflating these reindeers. Like, you figure that person would be willing to put in the effort to take the stuff down, too.
1: Yeah, maybe it's a hard thing to say goodbye to. As much as I'm That's a big sorry. Christmas person, I'm not... Once it's over, it's over. Hmm. I'm not one of those that would find myself wanting to leave uh, decorations up for
2: a long time. Do you decorate for any other holidays? No. no. Just Christmas. I didn't even
1: decorate for this past Christmas. Not so even, was... like,
2: Halloween or... No. Yeah. No. Mal- Valentine's? I don't think
1: anyone decorates for Valentine's yeah. Day.
2: it's true. Do you sell it like, or yeah. any other holidays big for you besides Christmas?
1: No, I don't really do anything for Easter. Hmm. Um, that's that's one. What what are the big holidays people would celebrate? Like Just... that's about it. Your birthday and Christmas. Those to me are the little. Hey, here's a day that we acknowledge because this happens to be the number of this month. You don't do anything
2: do. for like Victoria Day.
1: I don't. A lot of people celebrate Super Bowl Sunday, which mm-hmm. was my annual two minutes of football a year how are they i followed the score a little bit during the game i watched the halftime show and then the final two minutes of the game this was a really close game so i tuned in right as they were debating the winning uh, touchdown for the eagles if it was going to be a uh, touchdown if it would be ruled a touchdown or not and chris mm-hmm. collinsworth the the announcer he was thinking this was he eventually said, I give up. I just don't know what the rule is supposed to mean. And everyone what,
2: What's the controversy? Uh, I, I didn't watch a second of this. Game.
1: You're asking me to break this down. It's just, And I'm just opening myself yes, up for please. every you, literal Tuesday morning quarterback that's going to contact me. Give me your professional football analysis. It was debated whether it was a touchdown or not. The that's guy right. was, I don't know, there's some rule. And he was considered a runner because he took multiple steps. Anyway, it was a touchdown. It was a touchdown, and it wasn't really that controversial. But anyway, yeah. it was made out to be a big play. So there's like two minutes or so left, mm-hmm. and the Patriots have the ball. And what they've got to do is they've got to run the entire field and then get a two-point conversion to tie it. But it's Tom Brady, and it's the Patriots, and they got two minutes. Even the announcers said, it's like, they've got so much time. And I was like... They're totally going to do this. They're totally going to come back, Mm -hmm. and they're going to tie this damn thing, and I'm going to be tuned out. I'm not sticking around for overtime. But they beat Tom Brady, and he looked like garbage this final two minutes. Wow. I didn't watch any of the other games, so I have nothing to compare the 500 yards he threw for beyond that. Are you a football expert? No, I'm just— I picked this up during
2: the game. That's like a professional analysis. I don't know anything about football.
1: But anyway, uh, he was beaten. This was like this is like what John Cena's storyline should be. He's won all these Super Bowls, but then no one believes that he can lose, but he's lost a he's lost a step and I think Tom Brady he still had a very very impressive game. Gotcha. And then the riots began. I didn't really follow all this. I saw a car tipping and I saw people on a canopy of like a Ritz hotel that Collapse, but other people in philadelphia are stating yeah people cherry pick those events but it's really all fine but oh, you tip a car that's crazy
2: do you um, think we would do that uh like at the leafs one no i don't think we would do that for i anybody. remember like during celebrations people
1: would jump on cars and i'm sure if we go back to like 92 93 i'm sure there was
2: some destruction in well, I would, the city i would have said like canadians are, are way too polite for that but then of course the vancouver riots were oh god that, that was horrendous crazy yeah that was very bad yeah
1: so i don't uh, understand that i don't understand how celebrating is well they lost that year well philadelphia won i know so i don't
2: know what you're tipping cars they, over they, for. They, they would have tipped cars no matter what
1: oh my but god they won, won or lost it's like uh I went back and watched the mixed match challenge and watching Alexa try to pick. That's what I actually thought of when I oh, saw the Philadelphia yeah. people tipping the car. Right. I said, hey, Alexa needs to follow them for form. Okay. That was a very fun match, those two. Yeah. Those teams had. It was. Like, I would, it's not a show you really need to watch, but Braun and Alexa were fun together.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even know who the other teams are, but I'm willing to bet that none of them will match the kind of the the chemistry.
1: Well, you're gonna watch this
2: week. It's Jimmy
1: Uso and Naomi against Goldust and new partner Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. You will watch. I'll watch it. Yeah. See, I just watched the one. I missed the last two weeks, so I watched them back to back. The Miz Oscar match did nothing for me, but I did mm. enjoy Braun. And, and
2: I thought Sammy and Becky were great too. Even some of their stuff that they've done online, those two are actually very funny together. I didn't even realize but there is like a fan vote to see like who gets a second chance uh to come back. Oh, that's the, the
1: new thing is this people yeah. getting second chances right. in this uh WWE
2: world. Yeah. But I can see those two coming back in.
1: Uh before we get to Raw, I wanted to ask you. There were announcements over the weekend about Ring of Honor launching a streaming service that they've been mm-hmm. talking about for a while, and All Japan launching a service as well. Mm-hmm. There's like 10 million streaming services out there, but uh, did you hear about either of these, and
2: are, are they appealing at all? I heard you? about them, of course, because I read John Pollock's oh. daily news updates. Wonderful. Uh, no, but I, I heard, heard about them anyway, and uh, you know what, like, the, the, the topic of a... Uh, Well, first of all, for ROH, I think it's a long time coming, you know? Like, I believe that their library is... Are they too late to the game? mm, No, I don't think so.
1: I would say, like... Because I think a lot of fans have their dollars committed, and it's a
2: tougher um, commitment. Yeah, you know, maybe a couple years might have been better for them, but who knows what what they were going through. I would say that they're not too late, because, you know, people are starting to get comfortable with the idea of streaming platforms and their reliability. Um, And ROH... If they have access to that entire library that they're willing to put up there, they hold a lot of, uh, like, you know, some of the most high-prized equity in professional wrestling that is non-WWE, non-New Japan. You're, a per-
1: you're the perfect person to ask, because mm-hmm. you had to cut all of this stuff when it was airing on the Fight Network. What issues could you envision that they would have to go
2: through? Yeah, you brought up a great point on our message board, and certainly a big part of that is the, the music, that is. They would have to. That's a big undertaking. Throughout all the, the entrances, uh, but beyond that, chopping out entrances or even just silencing the entrances, I don't necessarily see that being. Or do it, do, what, do what PWG does, where
1: they have commercial music, but on the DVD you just get like a a match board and you yeah. get them walking to generic music. Yeah. You can cut the entrances are not. Make or break. Like, it's unfortunate you don't have Final Countdown. Yeah. But for the lar- people want to see the Danielson matches. Absolutely. They're not going to just be subscribing for to see his entrance.
2: That said, though, it is still man hours just to of course, process all of that course. video. Uh, and I don't know. Part of me wonders if, you know, I'm sure ROH realizes, wow, like, we have Joe's catalog. We have Punk's catalog. We have Danielson's catalog. I'm sure maybe. Do you think part of them is thinking about how they can? Are they thinking, should we give all of this away? You know, are we, are we kind of, first of all, how big of a, of a, of a, of an industry is their DVD business right now?
1: Oh, it's minuscule.
2: Right. Minuscule,
1: Hmm. um, compared to, I mean, what they're selling now, it's, it's tickets, it's Mm pay-per-views, it's merchandise and it's, you know, photo ops at, at live events. I mean, those are, by the way, um, I actually spoke to someone at Ring of Honor today who they, they're saying Supercard of Honor will end up being, like they're m- the most tickets they've ever sold to an event. And that's, we're two months out from that show. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the announcement was made Friday with Cody and Kenny Omega. So, they're, they're completely confident this is gonna surpass last year's Young Bucks Hardys match. Yeah. And that match was only made a month out. So, here we are two out, and they're in a much bigger venue too. The venue seats how much? I think it's 9,000. 9, Eight to
2: 9,000? I really don't think they'll have trouble. Like, with that match, I, I really don't think they'll have trouble. Um, and it's great to see. It's great to see for, like, just kind of wrestling in general. The fact that, like... And that's... it's it's head-to-head
1: with TakeOver as well. Mm. So there's a competitive event in the marketplace beyond mm. just the other wrestling shows that are going on. Mm. There's the most commercial alternative mm. to that audience in TakeOver.
2: But because it's Cody and Kenny, like, I feel... That is going to be one of the most talked about matches, if not, like, for our audience, maybe the most anticipated match of that entire weekend.
1: Abushi's on that show. Tanahashi is still advertised for that show.
2: In fact, I could see a lot of people going to Ring of Honor, not going to WrestleMania. You know, a lot of people who maybe just want to be in town for all the other extra shows and not pay a ticket to WrestleMania. We'll be one of those people this year. What are we going to do that night? We'll watch Mania. No, no, no! I'm saying the Saturday. Oh, I want to. I, I, I'll still want to see Takeover. Yeah, but me too. It's, uh,
1: but live, I'm going to that. Well, both of us. You are can't going go there. wrong
2: with either. I feel bad for the people that are going to try to do both. You know, like like there are going to be like like to go is. to both. I don't. Yeah. Think,
1: I don't think you could go to. There both. are people.
2: There are always people that'll like go to like maybe the first half of NXT and then they'll go for like the final half of like the ROH show.
1: I don't think you. You'd be able to. I think it's. Is it too far away? Well, they're right at the same time. Like, ROH is at seven thirty. Takeover will be at eight. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, you can. You'll have. NXT is a two and a half hour show. Half a show. Yeah, I guess you could go to Takeover and make it in time for the final match. Mm -hmm. Though I don't know off the top of my head the distance between the two venues. Well, anyway, yeah. What what an awful way to like. That's a really challenging night for you, isn't it? Maybe maybe, for Takeover, it's like I'm not big on having to see stuff live. Like I'm gonna go to the ROH show and then I'll watch Takeover that night.
2: Yeah, I I don't think I don't think you can go wrong with either. You're gonna have an an amazing time no matter which one you go to. Uh, So, but I I think it's you know it's great that they have a a streaming platform. (laughs) Going (laughs) to your point though, I don't.
1: It's kind of been established like you put everything up there, Mm -hmm. but for ROH, maybe like this is gonna be something where the initial novelty is there. We've seen with the WWE Network, the biggest drawing thing are the newest pay-per-views. And the fact you're including the pay-per-views, that's a huge savings Mm. that Mm. you're going from spending... 40 bucks on a pay-per-view to 120 for the year. Absolutely. And it includes your pay-per-views. Yeah. And maybe you can stagger it that 2002 shows will go up Mm -hmm. after six months and then you stagger and you go year by year introducing them rather than putting up everything on day one that's overwhelming. Yes. And... I agree. And then you don't have second and third bursts.
2: I don't think that's such a bad idea because I would say yes, there there is already that value just with the live shows. I think you know, I put up two years to start.
1: I put I put enough up there to be a big appetite at the beginning. I think just having the catalog is
2: is just something you can brag about to give people the perception that they're purchasing all this value. Even though they might not end up watching it, I pay for Netflix. I don't watch half that stuff up there, but I know I have the option to do it. Yeah. So but going back to, to all Japan, um they don't have their nineties library, correct? No.
1: And that's because that's owned by N T V, which was their former broadcaster, which I didn't even put this in my head together. Was it was actually WH that pointed out to me that if NOAA were to launch their own service, mm-hmm. they could probably get the rights to the N T V all Japan
2: footage. What? How? Because that's who they they're involved with. So N T V owns it with no like no no uh ntv was the broadcaster that all japan
1: was on and then when masawa left part of it was they got with ntv and they have no
2: rights like all japan has no rights to their old footage
1: i think it's a similar deal as new japan with uh, tv asahi where they launched new japan world in conjunction with tv
2: asahi that would be crazy Mm -hmm. yeah um well i don't know like the thing is i don't hear nearly as much about all japan as i do new japan but i mean hearing you and wh talk about um a lot of that the stuff you guys talked about on your new beginning preview it seems like all japan is kind of geared to like have a bit of a comeback right now i
1: mean they have some tremendous talent and last year 2017 was a big improvement for them attendance wise mm-hmm. match quality wise it's a promotion that i only i don't follow day to day but one that i'd like to watch uh, more of mm. um this year as well you've got Uh, Yoshitatsu's been doing some stuff over there from New Japan Uh, Yuji Nagata just came over for their Yokohama show earlier this week so there's if you're just following New Japan there's like a few little Mm. um, things there of like some connection to New Japan but also I mean their champion carnival lineup is really strong this year Junakiyama's Coming back, he'll be in it. Naomichi Marfuji has been added to it from NOAA. So you've got a really great lineup. And that'll be... Uh, the service is going to launch in time for the carnival in April. So that's cool. a good kind of jumping on point
2: for people. Accessibility is a great thing for, for any promotion. Yeah. Well,
1: it's time to get RAW as accessible as possible. Last week, we were at the Wells Fargo Center. This week, we're in the Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines, Iowa. Wow. Des Moines. What a coincidence. And, after a huge demand way, we have a new theme for Raw. Born for Greatness by Papa Roach. I'm so
2: happy. I'm so glad.
1: They also announced another official theme for Raw is Charge Up the Power by Goodbye June.
2: I don't know what that sounds like, but I'm sure it's amazing.
1: I can guarantee... I know what it sounds like without, without ever hearing that song.
2: Do you think it'll have guitars? <laughs> it was the first thing I was thinking as I was saying. <laughs> Can you pull this song up? We don't know that. Okay.
1: Can we what, just blind yeah, what's, sample what's, what's this? What's
2: it called? Charge Up the Power by Goodbye June. Okay. All right. Get ready, world. Here's the official premiere. The new raw theme song, Goodbye June. Charge up the power.
1: I got my bike and my gun. What the fuck? Magic, it's like a instrument. Whoa!
0: Jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I just God.
2: my fucking ears. Okay, give me one second. <laughs> oh, we just got goodness. charged up with the power. Oh, okay, wait, this is like... Oh, a, it's a live version? A live version. Oh. This is terrible. This is why we don't do this live. Oh, God. We got a YouTube ad. Okay. <laughs>
1: There you go. This this sounds like something I want to hear.
0: Well,
2: okay. Wow. You you kind of you get the idea.
1: Hey, they could be playing at WrestleMania this year. A duet maybe with Papa Roach.
2: I can only hope. Uh, anyway, that went terribly. Um, but now
1: we know. There, There's your new music to hear um, mm-hmm. every week on Raw. The show started with a Bray Wyatt promo. Starting the show with him backstage. Yeah. Still no opening video. Like, no opening. No, they're busy thing. at work with uh, Papa Roach to have the perfect start to Raw mm-hmm. with uh, some images. Maybe they started on a package and then... After Enzo, they were like, oh fuck, just let's let's just shelve this for a few weeks before we have to re-edit all of this. Oh yes. They might have put a whole video package together. Maybe it was all over it. Very possible. So uh, Bray starts the show. He says Elimination Chamber is upon us. It is the home to his greatest victory, as three million minds went blank. He won the title at the chamber last year. And Reigns is standing in his way. Reigns lost the Rumble and the Icy title, and he sees Reigns as a failure and will put him out of his misery. And he will be waiting for him at the bottom of that spiral. Because he says, what's at the bottom of that spiral for Roman is worse than failure. Me. Mm -hmm. I am worse than
2: failure. Well, I mean, according to our worst of, he is.
1: And then we cut to Roman. This was very Saturday night's main event-ish. Yeah. He says that failure, he amazingly could quote Bray, exactly, here. He says failure is someone or something that can't deal with adversity when they're knocked down. He says he's faced setbacks, but that's what makes for a great journey. He will not be stopped. He's going to smash into Suplex City, and no one, including Brock
2: Lesnar, can stop him. So, fine. These are actually fine. I like these. I think, like you said, they're a real callback to kind of how things used to be, where one guy cuts a promo and the other guy retorts all directly to the camera. And I knew exactly what Bray was saying. Yes, I agree. He had a message here yeah, that I didn't have to decode or rewind. I wrote that down, too. Like, I knew who Bray was talking about this time. I knew what his point was. He thinks Roman is on a on a downward slide and Bray is going to add to it. I thought it was all effective. Certainly, like, it, doing it this way does a far better job of achieving perhaps what they're looking for with these selfie promos. In that, I
1: don't want Bray doing selfie promos.
2: Yeah, that would be a bit weird. <laughs> the, the cell phone would have to levitate. And then he would be able to hit the button... Like Roman, uh, without touching. all the
1: human. Oh, my signal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, under- the Undertaker with a <laughs> selfie. <promo>. Selfie <laughs>
0: what's the Wi-Fi password?
2: <laughs> anyway, like, no, doing it this way, I think is far better. It gives you the intimacy of of the performer talking directly to the camera, and you're throwing a bit of polish and production into something that you'd expect to be produced by the WWE. I
1: have, I really didn't have an issue with these. This was a concept. I liked. Uh, Mm -hmm. If we're negative on the selfie thing, this starting the promo's off at the start of the show, and then we go right into our opening match with uh, Bray and Roman Reigns. The Raw announcer's desk is alive.
2: Yes. It was back up. Full recovery.
1: Jonathan Coachman says, it doesn't matter how you get into the playoffs, just that you get in, and the Elimination Chamber is like
2: the playoffs. And WrestleMania would be the Super Bowl. Yeah, kind of makes sense. Sure, sure, fine. Except did you have to really... I guess you had to compete to get in it. Yes, okay.
1: Coachman would be saving his better sports references for later. They brought up how Reigns eliminated Rollins in the Rumble. So in WWE history now, that did occur. Reigns missed, ran shoulder first into the post. Real issue with these shoulders. And Matt Hardy is backstage, chilling with his new t-shirt, watching this. Uh, We went through a commercial break. Bray hits him with a mid-ring collision. Yells, anyone but you. Which is easily a three and a half year old reference back oh ago. that was their feud that was the whole feud oh yeah. anyone but you anything okay. but roman yeah, uh that's good coachman criticizes bray for wasting time and this led to reigns hitting a sit-out powerbomb. then reigns called for the superman punch my transmission cut out and when we came back bray had a near fall because he caught him with a urinagi. sister abigail is rolled up into a uh he's counters it with a roll up Graves compares this feud to Batman versus Joker or Superman versus Lex Luthor. Which mm-hmm. there's been a lot of ref- uh, comparisons over the years of Reigns to Lex. Uh, yeah. But I think I here he so. was being compared to Superman. Yeah. He goes for the spear, is met with a boot, and Bray hits the sister Abigail, and this did generate a response for this near fall. And then he goes for another one. Reigns blocks, ducks the clothesline, spears him off the ropes, and gets the win. Dare I say. That these 15 minutes of Bray Wyatt <laughs> might have been his finest 15 minutes, I- at least since that little title win he had last year.
2: I don't disagree. I mean, I don't know about that. I'll have to, like, comb through, like, his past year. But...
1: I thought he had a good month last year okay. before the Orton stuff got crazy. Yeah. But this, I thought this was a good match, and this was not a Bray Wyatt promo I hated. What so,
2: what, massive win. What you're trying to say is that this was a passable Bray Wyatt performance, and I agree with you. I thought it was a good opener. It gave the crowd a number of, of near falls to really get into, and they did. I thought the the promos were, were solid to begin with. And overall, they took up a good 25 minutes of the first uh, 25 minutes of Raw that were pretty good.
1: Matt Hardy appeared after Roman had left. He's behind Bray, chanting Delete, and he laid out Bray with a twist of fate.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I see that they're continuing the feud, and it just makes me wonder why they did the match and the clean finish at Raw 25 for nothing
1: uh, The Matt was going down his own spiral to insanity
2: the loss didn't play into anything else following you know they just went on to the, the rumble where they continued to have interaction now you're trying to build to the match again
1: maybe much like most people are treating that Undertaker promo uh, they want the match too to be something that you've never referenced or remember. right been deleted probably that whole night for most at the Manhattan Center save for one Uh, Jason Jordan's in the locker room and Seth Rollins walks in brings up Jordan's injuries that he's been reading about all over the place and Rollins is wearing Iowa's own as he was here in his home state Davenport's own Seth Rollins he's got an
2: Iowa's own Seth Rollins custom shirt yes Uh, that's pretty cool not as cool
1: as uh, Iowa Zach five bucks remember that line from Saved by the Bell when uh, Slater's with his uh, the drill sergeant dad, the dad is in the army and Slater can't tell him that he's he wants to go wrestle at Iowa instead of joining the army like his dad wants him to so Zach goes tell him about Iowa what's that? what about Iowa? "Uh, Iowa Zach, ten bucks (laughs) He's like,
2: oh. <laughs> I'm more lost in the football conversation. Oh, come on.
1: Every, more as many people are correcting me on whatever football errors I made, they're all like saying, but that was a good reference right now. <laughs> so, Jordan's been medically cleared. Okay? He's been medically cleared. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Rollins says, well, it's about them tonight as a team because they have a chance to win the tag titles back from Shasaro. A few mix-matched challenge promos gold dust with mandy and jimmy and naomi doing impressions of gold dust
2: yeah yeah did you have any
1: thoughts on these i didn't have enough time to form a thought on well, these
2: these are very brief but they get replayed a lot so um i would say it's a lot of pressure for i only i only noticed these airing twice Did they air more than that they I'm, I'm well they air throughout the entire two days i suppose on raw and all throughout smackdown so by the end of them i feel like i've, I've seen them so many times do you think that's effective
1: well, they're clearly not, because
2: I, every week they, these numbers
1: are plummeting for the live view. I don't
2: think the promos are very good, you know? And, and again, they look so shitty being shot on a selfie thing. It's hard to, like, add replay value to any promo. Um, and I can't say that these really do do that great of a job. Yeah, we got, we got another two months of these,
1: this tournament. Okay. The revival came out after the Balor Club had entered the ring. And we were set for a one-on-one match. Dawson is with Wilder and says that they are the Revival, they are tag specialists, and they suggest making this a tag match with Finn picking either Gallows or Anderson. That was it. So he picks Anderson. I want to know what the, what the thinking was of, let's present it as though it's a singles match, but then we'll have Scott Dawson... Say we're a tag team, so let's make it a tag match instead of Mm -hmm. this just being a tag match. Like, what was Mm -hmm. what was the thinking behind this? This is a nothing. Try to to
2: explain it, okay? Okay. In my opinion, um, Finn Balor's a single star. Okay, he's the guy who's supposed to have the match. Um, They don't want to do Gallows and Anderson again. Okay. And so
1: we've we have this allegiance. It's not crazy that Finn would just team with Carl here,
2: but it's. But then, how do you explain why he chose the team with Carl Anderson and not Luke Gallows? Chose him here, basically. Right, and this was sort of—they're just an unusual team, and okay. maybe they—they they just needed a reason to create that. You're right; it didn't have to take. Well, I'll here. say it was vital
1: that Finn was part of this match. This was super important. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay,
1: I just watched this. I was like, why? Why did we have to go from one to the other? It was like not bad, not good, just odd that this was a a thing. Mm-hmm. So Finn and Carl took on the revival. And did you know, um, Cole told us that the Balor Club, they go way back in Japan. Way back. I had no idea. Uh, Balor and Anderson, showing the remnants of a team, did double back body drops together to go through the break. When we came back, uh, Anderson was in. He hit a spine buster on Dawson. And then did the somersault flip over the top to Wilder on the floor. And that set up Balor hitting the running drop kick and coup de grace pinning Scott Dawson.
2: All right, match. Fine for TV, but nothing memorable. Um, I'm quite disappointed in the booking of Dash and Dawson. I mean, I'm pleased that they get so much mic time, but half of that airtime and half of that mic time is them setting up their losing and just not looking like legitimate threats at all. Um, so they clearly see something in them to give them something uh but i i wish they would make him win too you know what if they got like a outdoor interview segment what
1: dawson's creek <laughs> selfies of course <laughs> no they oh, they could have how about, Maybe, how about a restaurant? They they would need a throwback, like the Zach Morris phone or something. They wouldn't be able to do selfie
2: promos. They how would about, need. How about an interview segment in a restaurant? Dine and dash. <laughs> 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 I also feel like several weeks in now, the Baller Club just hasn't managed to capture a tenth of the cool factor of the Bullet Club. Um, you know, granted, the focus has like only been on Finn right now. And Finn's value has really improved, but... I see I, I disagree. I think Finn has kind of come back to life. After
1: the what Rumble. they did... It was look the at Rumble, the Rumble really. and the Cena match, yeah. and here... He was an odd part on this show that was just shoehorned into the show to just have a presence with no... I mean, next week he's in this second chance deal.
2: I would say Finn is at least improved from how he was before the Valor Club. Right? Fair. But very little effort do I see them putting on Gallows and Anderson, or the identity of the faction itself beyond they go way back in Japan they know each other way they know each other Uh, like at this point it just kind of feels like Gallows and Anderson are just accessories to the Finn Balor solo uh, project and I don't know it hardly feels like a real faction to me
1: Balor and the Rippers okay enough Sasha is watching the finish of last week's match on an iPad yeah it's so she's clearly illegally streaming
2: this at some third party site she might have the network Oh, you're right. It's not on the network it's, yet. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, uh, I noticed that even on a tablet, they like to watch at an angle. It's, it's better. It's better for your eyes. Yeah, I
1: know. Don't do that retina damage and look straight on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She looks so despondent here watching the finish when Bailey walks in. This is the 20th time you've watched this match. You're being way too hard on yourself. Banks says she was this close. She needs to remind people that she is still the boss around here. Bailey is facing Asuka tonight and asks Sasha for any tips. And Sasha says, I'm going to keep my tricks to myself. And then Bailey says, Well, Elimination Chamber, it's any woman for herself. Just like the rumble, bringing up that she was eliminated by Sasha. And Sasha agrees with this notion of how to approach battle. And Sasha asks, Bailey, do you really think you can beat Asuka? And Bailey says, bitch,
2: I know I can beat you. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think I really like the idea that both of them now are, their their focus is to beat Asuka. I mean, more so than even winning the title, you know? Mm-hmm. The title, whatever, I don't give a shit. This is the real title. I want to beat Asuka. Uh. I just I'm happy to see both these two get some storyline, and I'm even happier for the fact that that storyline is them being able to showcase their competitive uh, personalities because we we haven't had that in such a long time for these two.
1: This uh, uh, this progression for Sasha was so desperately needed. Mm. I think so much focus was on Bailey floundering, Sasha was even worse because I think she was she to me is certainly. Um, to me been better handled than Bailey but someone that severely needs this life raft mm-hmm. and Bailey I don't know what Bailey ultimately is going to end up with I don't see this as a woman that's going to have much of a role at WrestleMania yeah
2: not this barring
1: same. a um, fabulous Mula memorial battle royal for the women to make history but
2: yeah. uh I I just never got the sense that they understood what that made that what made that character work in NXT, and I think you had a glimpse of it here when you had Bailey at the end of this segment say, "I bet I, bitch, I bet I could beat you too." She said that, right?
1: Can you imagine just Bailey just being being
2: able to say "bitch" once? Oh, that that'd be great for her. No, it wouldn't. But I think just her, like her, showing that competitive spirit and being somebody who never backs down despite being a constant underdog was the heart of the character in NXT, and I don't think we ever really got that to to its full extent here on the main roster. Okay, then we had
1: WWE at its finest here. Michael Cole welcomes a man that used to be known as Rockstar Spud and is now known as Drake Maverick. Drake, a new name and a new future. <sighs> Either go with the name or don't. This was yeah. infuriating like, to me that why does this
2: guy, why has he had an identity change? Was Rockstar Spud that popular that they've needed to do this? Even if he was, they've never done, they've never done this.
1: There are some that I felt like with Kenta to Hideo Tommy, I thought they handled that well because to bring him in under one name and not address Kenta, mm-hmm. it would have been an awkward adjustment. I think with Ricochet, the same thing. Yeah. Rockstar Spud I don't know, it just felt so weird that it's like if I'm invested in
2: this show, why has this guy changed his name to Drake Maverick? I'm willing to bet the like I'm willing to bet more than 60% of your audience has never seen this man or heard from this man before prior to this. They probably most of the people watching Raw right now probably weren't watching TNA over the past 5 years. Okay?
1: There were there were 319,000 people that said Spud
2: yeah, it it was kind of
1: odd. It just felt so weird. Uh that said, I thought he did a very good job here oh. on the commentary of yeah. getting over the tournament, mm-hmm. getting over the results last week and setting up the matches for the next day. Yeah. I would like this guy to do play-by-play on 205 live. If
2: he does commentary maybe two more times this year, he would already be on my short list of best uh commentator this year. Like I think he got, he's got a great energy able to concise concisely relay whatever message he is he seems like a good improviser he he just seems actually like 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 he's perfect for this role he was very good here um so
1: i really liked how he just went through everything so cedric alexander and mustafa ali took on tony knees and drew gulak and by the end of this i didn't know how cedric alexander was moving he got seated on the top rope and gulak hit this flying clothesline and they showed this In slow motion, he just came down onto his right shoulder. Mm -hmm. Graves said, if he does not have internal damage, I will be shocked. And for the rest of the match, he favored the arm. He still did all his stuff. He did a Topecon Hero to the floor. And then his big return with a springboard clothesline and lumbar check pinning Gulak. And his arm was down the whole time until he got on the turnbuckle. And he at least raised the arm. But I was just focused on this guy's arm because he fell so badly on this
2: arm. To me, it was a Sasha Banks moment of this week. Oh, and I, I've seen so many people say like, "She meant to do that. She meant to do that. That was perfectly safe." I'm not a wrestler. I don't know. It re- very well could have been, but it made me cringe watching it. I don't know. If, <clears throat> I don't. I don't know what the the margin of error for that is for somebody to attempt that as sort of a a planned spot. I don't think this was planned.
1: (laughs) No one is doing this in a throwaway 205 live match on Raw to get over nothing. There was no focus on this arm. There was no way this was... Anyway. To
2: their credit, though, they replayed it like two times and and got their value out of it. Oh, this looked awful. I hope the man's okay, but I would not be surprised at all if
1: there was some kind of injury here.
2: Yeah.
1: Kurt Angle comes out. This was the segment of the night for some no he recaps the women's royal rumble and he says the women's evolution will make history again on february 25th with the first <laughs> with the first elimination chamber match
2: i got it all out there poor kurt oh poor guy how awful okay
1: that's what 95 percent of people are going to focus on yeah, because they were just feel like, look at all this things that he's got to go through the women's evolution. And,
2: you know, wait a second. No, he's hired for this job. I know he should be. He he shouldn't be. able to... But I think what's in his head is the fact that it's
1: got to be. It's not just go out there, and announce that it's the Elimination Chamber. You've got to emphasize women's evolution. And it's the first ever win. And it's a head trip with him, I bet. I know, I know. More That's, than anything.
2: You've got to say WWE. Probably.
1: I can't. I can't do that. Yeah. Then he's got to announce the six women who, mm-hmm. uh, with Alexa Bliss defending against, quote, the women's champion, former champion Bailey. <laughs> what? The women's
2: champion, former champion Bailey. <laughs> I didn't catch that. He's got to be <laughs> someone like him must hate you. 'Cause like you're gonna pick up on every little thing and okay. he fucks up.
1: I can't a hundred percent say this, but I want everyone to go back and listen to it because I listened to this three times and I'm 70% sure the next entrant is first time ever in a WWE ring, Vicki James. You <laughs> worked with her for years. Vicky James. TNA. <laughs> he knows who she is. <laughs> Up next, it's Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, and who's the boss? It's the boss, Sasha Banks.
2: <laughs> oh, he said that who's the boss?
1: He didn't say who's the boss. He oh, just okay, said, okay,
2: it's okay. the boss, Sasha Banks. And it made me uh, think of Judith Light. Well, um, I have to wonder how long Kurt will have this GM role after WrestleMania. I mean... Do you see him having a match? At, actually... yes. I think he should. I mean, I think that's his value. I don't think he's great for this. I
1: forgot to mention at the beginning of the show that after our RAW review, I have a game for way. Oh, so oh boy! Get ready, everyone. Oh, we, have a, we have a we have a WrestleMania themed game. Talk okay. Play the game. Do you want? Let I want your ruling. Okay, about Mickey Vicky James. Okay. Are you? Oh, you're gonna play it. Great. I've got it here. Okay. Okay. So let's uh, put the mic
2: up There
1: Far be it for me to uh, kick a man while he's... Uh...
0: Who's going to face Alexa at the Elimination Chamber match? First up, women's champion, former champion, <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> and next is Mandy Rose. Here it is. And the six-time women's champion, Vicky James.
2: Oh, it's would, hard, it's I would, hard. I, would, I can't tell. I would say it's. I wouldn't say it's Mickey. Play it again, I need Mickey to hear it. James. One more time.
0: And the six time women's champion, Vicky James.
2: That sounded like Mickey there. You it's, know what? There's one way. One more way to do this. Sounds like. And, Bicky. Well, you're gonna slow it down on YouTube? They don't play sound. Go uh, 5. Go point five. Or even point seven.
0: Deville. Oh, back, yeah. Oh. And the time women's champion,
1: I think it was
2: Mackie. I think I can I can admit he fault. did not mistake her her name for I listened to this twice.
1: Mickey. You could see on the normal one, it sounded close and he was not exactly giving me confidence. Again,
2: I feel bad because like it's 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 clearly at this point some type of speech impediment and and it's probably just tough for him to say certain words. and But that's also part of the reason why... I f- this guy had no issues with promos in TNA.
1: So I have a hard time imagining it's not just... This is a guy that is... And believe me, Kurt was one of the people that he wanted to be written for back in his heyday. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be written for. But I think he is just so much uh, memorization... That I think this is a guy that when he's given long speeches, these are not t- for his for
2: the good. That's not a problem due to memorization, though. Him not being able to say WWE is not a problem with memorization. True. Uh, but that's also part of the reason why I don't necessarily feel like he's the best person for this job, for this role at this point.
1: So that is our match. Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Mickie James, Sonya Deville, and Sasha Banks. Then he mentions that not part of this match is Nia Jax. And instead, Asuka will face Nia Jax, and regardless of this outcome, Asuka will get her title match at WrestleMania, but if Nia Jax wins, she'll be added to that match, and it will become a three-way.
2: Like, huh? I feel like there should have been some, at least, backstory to, to lead up to that stipulation. You what know? did Nia do in the Rumble that was so impressive... Above nothing. these others, to me, nothing. I mean, I could. I suppose you could justify it because if everybody else gets a chance at the title, Nia kind of should as well, right? And this is because they can't fit any any more women in there. Their way to give Nia a chance at the WrestleMania title shot.
1: Could you not have at least? Like, it made no sense, Michelle McCool got all those eliminations, that Nia could have just had this destructive run, and it justifies her being able to challenge Asuka. You know what I mean? Like, right, Like, yes. McCool had the most eliminations. Yeah, The person with the most eliminations gets a shot. Like, that's something. Why isn't Michelle McCool facing Asuka when, here? Mm. <laughs> she had a better yeah. showing than 90% of the people oh, in the old- Rumble.
2: I don't, there there are a number of ways you could explain it, but I definitely think it required some explanation why Niall was singled out out of everybody for this opportunity. Do you think that it's possible that they turned that match into a three-way? No,
1: I think this is just a solid win for Asuka to heat her up as much as possible going into WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Also notable was not a mention on this show of Ronda Rousey, which I guess you're somewhat handcuffed that you can't do anything but i felt you shouldn't have dropped her cold turkey week two what could they have said though this has been the story that has gone all over mainstream media all week long this they, is the biggest story uh in sports
2: they did that last week i think you to, to go to nothing this week mm-hmm. nothing they're gonna have to go to nothing eventually like what do they do next but week, week two what do they Like do not even not
1: to even bring her up I just don't this know. Is your, this is the person that WrestleMania is,
2: she is going to be the key to WrestleMania this True, year. True, but the argument is that if, she, if she's not going to be around for such a long time, why do we constantly promote her on our show? Versus, I, versus letting people forget about her, and when she's available, then, then that's when we'll ramp up the...
1: I think tonight they show. should have announced when she's going to be on Raw. Do we know when that is? I'm sure they have an idea. She she films yeah. this till mid February, so theoretically she's it's free after that. Such
2: a far time. Mid February? How, 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 wait. wait, it's the sixth. Mid February oh, is in nine days. She's back next week, two weeks then.
1: I would imagine she'll be held off till at least after Elimination Chamber. Yeah, and they're in they're in Anaheim, I think, the night after Elimination Chamber, which would make
2: oh, at the Honda Center. Yeah, that's perfect. So I think that's where they are. Um, well, you can't promote that. Hey. Forget about this el- elim- Elimination Chamber thing we got going on. Check out the Raw after that for the real main. No, you just, Ronda Rousey's
1: first Raw appearance, I would make a big deal. Like, to me, if the the okay. anniversary of Raw has taught us one thing, I when think, you have something major, yeah. make a big deal out of it. They, and Ronda Rousey on Raw is a huge deal. Maybe they will. Well, it didn't happen tonight. Not even a peep. All right, okay. Um, so there is our women's uh, setup. Then Alexa Bliss came out. And says this needs to stop now. She calls this wrong and unjust by Kurt. And says that the expectation of the men's and women's success should be the same. So she asks why she has to defend the title. But the men's title is not being defended at Elimination Chamber. Brock gets to sit on the sidelines. And all the people were cheering Alexa here for making a great argument. That's a good point. She says, is it just because I'm a woman? See, Kurt replied with some solid logic as well. Yep. Angle says Lesnar just defended his title at the Rumble. You have not defended your title since TLC. Mm -hmm. It was actually October 30th on Raw. But, October nonetheless. Yeah. And house shows don't exist in this world. She blames Angle for not making those matches. Valid as well. Mm, Yeah, true. (laughs) She thinks Kurt is sexist. And Kurt had this awesome comeback saying... It never occurred to me to compare you and Brock. And Angle then polls the audience of whether they want Alexa to defend the title at Elimination Chamber, the most leading poll ever. Yeah. They all cheer. Hardly fair. She just leaves, and Angle's left in the ring, so he polls them again. And they were much less convinced about seeing this chamber match on second
2: uh, polling. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a child who doesn't get his way, who, like... It's like, I don't know, just... uh. Let me ask all these people if yeah. they want free money.
1: <laughs> Do you guys want free money?
2: They want it. <laughs> uh, but beyond that, I thought it was a solid bit of back and forth. Some, some realistic dialogue between the two. Kurt got to be a human being here. Yeah. Interact with somebody.
1: Mm-hmm. Talking normally. And Alexa, I thought, was very good here.
2: She was... Alexa on fire. Oh. Yeah. She sounded great. She's full of anger, full of passion, great delivery. Like, with Paige gone, I could I consider Alexa probably the best promo in, in at least Raw, for sure. Paige I mean, is on the show, eh? Well, I mean, I mean, active wrestler. But you're right, yes. She is still here.
1: They announced for tonight, they announced this earlier in the day, Cena, Elias, and Braun Strowman, the winner of this match, will get to enter the Elimination Chamber last. Because as the announcers brought up multiple times, half of the winners... Of past elimination chambers have come in at number five or number six half okay, so that means half haven't uh, yeah, okay, sure, yeah that's good it's funny that in order for them to do this math, it couldn't have been that impressive a number that have been number six that have won this, so they had to include number five as well
2: to
0: make uh, it sound like right. very
1: much more impressive. Yeah.
0: half
2: yeah maybe number five is the the best one coming at five yeah wouldn't that be funny if like
1: 90 percent of that half is the number five spot john cena
2: did a selfie promo another walk and talk
1: yeah but a back and
2: forth oh he didn't what was going on here he didn't just walk and talk he walked and then walked backwards and did talking all at once this was the moonwalk and talk i think he's just showing off
1: well he outlined his plan for the road to wrestlemania as only he can And referred to Elias as the ghost of evil Eddie Van Halen. Uh, Who
2: is alive. Ghost of evil Eddie Van Halen. Okay. I wasn't a Van Halen listener, so I I don't even know if that's a veiled reference. Somebody who plays guitar. Okay. Um, You know, like, I could see all of them being, like, all the wrestlers being given the direction to, hey, we want you to shoot selfie promos now. We just want you guys all to do that. We'll just use them, put them up on your Twitter, we'll just use them. And then you can see guys like Cena probably wanting to do something to stand out a- apart from the pack. And his idea to stand out is to walk while he was cutting his promo. Um, it adds some visual energy to the shot. But I'll say, with without image st- stabilization on the iPhone, it looks awful. Like, the man needs a, like a gimbal or some type of stabilizer... To, if he wants to do this, if you're walking and you know on the phone, it looks fine. But when it's blown up on a, on a TV screen, the shake is really accentuated, and it's just awful. I agree.
1: Oscar versus Bailey. Coach made a joke about using superlatives, and Graves said, "You better watch a coach, or you'll be doing afternoon radio locally."
2: What? Whoa. Oh, good.
1: I missed that line. We have an updated for yeah. those that are maybe not aware of the story. Oh, that's a great line. So, on Booker T's podcast on the weekend, was it is it
2: on local radio?
1: I think it is on the radio in Houston, but okay. don't quote me on that. Uh Booker explained the reason he's no longer on the Raw broadcast team is because of Corey Graves and clearly is not a fan of this guy and mm-hmm. The company was worried he was going to attack this man. So he's now been moved to the panel for pay-per-views and said, this will not happen at a WWE event, but if I run into him in the street, I will get physical with him. I listened to this and I think it is important to listen that if you listen to the way he said this, while I don't believe he's sugarcoating his feelings for Corey, I don't know how you could take this seriously. He's a pro wrestler. Like I think he was very much just having fun, cutting a promo on a guy who he clearly does not like. But nonetheless, you're, you are threatening another employee here. Mm-hmm. This company could be pressured to take action here when this guy is on very public threatening another employee. I wouldn't say
2: the smartest idea on Booker's part. Well, I would also say, like, at the very least, they could just not use him on those panels even, right? Like what? Well, is-
1: then at that point, you're kind of out of a job
2: right yeah that's what i mean yeah okay like they, they could punish him that way you yeah know? like so um i don't i mean clearly there's no value to be had from working an angle with cory graves he's not a wrestler booker t's retired no. there's no nothing at the end of this um i do feel booker is probably playing it up a little bit to attract attention to his podcast most likely um but yeah like you can listen to that commentary and really get the sense that hey this man is being embarrassed on live TV week after week you picked up on it oh a, a lot well, about Corey's treatment of Booker he's more he's actually so. kind of I mean you kind of have to blame Booker for embarrassing himself a lot of times too but the part the, the, the difference I, the, the, what I never liked though was like if you're on a team the idea is that you assist each other you make each other sound good and I never got that sense from their their chemistry it was always if this guy says something stupid then jump on him you know and make him look even stupider And of course, of course, anybody would be mad.
1: And also worth noting that I'm sure a lot of that too is it's, it's worth, I I haven't heard the whole interview, but I I heard some clips of of Corey uh, with Edge and Christian and he pretty much outlines like to the voice in his ear of Vince Mm -hmm. and just, I mean, that is very prevalent. Like Corey has Vince in his ear. So it would not surprise me if very much it's, yeah, Corey is the messenger and Vince is piping in lines for Cole and Corey when Booker yeah. says
2: something. Whether or not it started with Vince, the fact that it managed to continue week after week suggests that Vince was totally cool with it, if not, you know, encouraged it. Yep. Yeah.
1: Oscar versus Bailey, And... Asuka gets knocked down to the floor from the turnbuckle, slides through the ropes into a head scissors on the floor, and then goes back into the ring. Asuka nails her from the apron with a hip attack, sending her to the floor. They go through the commercial. Asuka then comes back with her running hip attack, a knee to the face. Bailey then sidesteps a missile drop kick and then runs off the apron, landing a knee to Asuka on the floor. In the ring, Asuka avoids the belly to Bailey, goes for the Asuka lock, and Bailey rolls backwards on top, getting a two count. Asuka then gets out. Flying armbar and Bailey is forced to tap. I thought a good match, but the crowd was just really lukewarm to this, and I think no one bought Bailey in this mm-hmm. match. And I think that's kind of a, an unfortunate yeah. state of things for her character. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think they were just trying to replicate similar to what they did with Sasha last week. Definitely,
2: I thought that was the main story here was the fact that Bailey. There was a really good near fall here towards the end for Bailey, and I imagine that they'll be using that in their storyline where Bailey will say, "Hey, I came this close to beating Asuka as well, so I'm just as good as you, Sasha." Something like that. Like when, so now, so now Asuka has faced both of the horsewomen, or two of the two of the four horsewomen, and like prior to her coming up onto the main roster, I think I and anybody you know had had always pictured. Asuka versus any of the Four horse women as sort of these big matches that will take place on pay-per-views that you can build up to. Now, over the past two weeks, they've just been given away on Raw. It tells me that perhaps, you know, um, they didn't plan on um, Asuka. It tells me that Asuka's probably leaving Raw and that they probably won't have the ability to do these matches for too much time. And therefore, hot-shotting him on TV like this maybe is better than... You know, saving them for a time when that might never happen. Uh, but in hindsight, it kind of also makes me wonder: would it have better? Would it have been better to for Asuka's first match instead of having her face Emma? Be you know, uh, Asuka versus Bailey for her first match on the main roster, or Asuka versus even Sasha for her first match on the main roster. Instead, like these matches are just kind of given away on Raw without much fanfare.
1: With the bar. In an empty arena, refer to Rollins and Jordan as the pretty boy and the daddy's boy, and they showed no resemblance of teamwork at the Rumble. Tonight is Rollins and Jordan's last chance at the tag titles. The Miz came out with Dallas and Axel. 2018 is the year of the Miz. The constellation up in the sky looks like him holding the title. He takes credit for the big rating for the 25th anniversary of Raw. He says the following week he beat Roman Reigns again. And that coach Doug Peterson of the Philadelphia Eagles showed the team his match, defeating Reigns, which motivated them to beat the New England Patriots. Then he brings up Brock Lesnar and he says cameras will be rolling on his new show at WrestleMania and his daughter will be born just in time to witness The Miz
2: become the first intercontinental and universal champion. So because you watched Total Divas this week, John, we know that The Miz's daughter... Is due the week of Wrestlemania. April 6th is the due
1: date. And Wrestlemania is April the
2: 8th. Mm -hmm. So I don't like. They'll be documenting everything obviously. All throughout Wrestlemania. They can't be flying Maurice to. I would hope. New Orleans. I really would hope not. Like as
1: we said. Very detailed analysis on our Total Divas review. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean it is very unlikely she will have the baby. Right that weekend
2: but you're probably looking at a week to 10 days grace period let's say you're the father you know do you take that chance even of 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 not being around when that window could possibly take place while you're at work sounds like he will yeah they're filming the show there
1: unless maybe they'll have a camera crew at home with Maurice, and that's going to be the episode mm -hmm. or the two-parter is that you're going to have dual camera crews definitely as they're c- counting down and whether it's a uh close call or not it's going to be treated as though Ms is going to the ring and then he's <laughs> answering his phone yes. and getting on the red eye yeah. even though she i i guarantee they you. will
2: sync up the one two three with the birth <laughs> oh gosh oh it's a kick out never mind <laughs> um but hey i'm sold I'm sold. Reality TV with that type of drama, I'm sold. There you go. That's probably your first episode.
1: That set up our qualifying match. Once again, Kurt Angle at his finest with the brackets here. The Miz versus Apollo Crews. This match was like all Apollo. He hit his standing moonsault. Coach just called him out on his unnecessary offense, to which Corey explained the extra power that Crews will
2: generate for his standing moonsault because of the torque involved. This was the second week where they had this argument, and I liked it. I, I think it's, it's nice to debate these things, you know? At least they're talking about the match and, and the moves involved in the match. Miz hit his
1: running clothesline into the turnbuckle, but was then caught and thrown into the center of the ring. This is when Cruz hit his standing shooting star press. Then Cruz goes to pop out of the corner, is caught by the legs, dropped on the top rope, and then Miz hit the skull-crushing finale and beat Apollo.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Apollo looked great, uh, and like you said, he was kind of the standout um, item from the match. He's been getting a lot of ring time on TV, and he's looked impressive almost every time. But uh, very little focus in terms of his personality, despite having almost two managers at this point. uh, I I really, I think he needs to just dump this Titus thing and just, you know, be treated like seriously. Because I see main event potential in him.
1: Yeah, he had those great features in NXT. And again, it just goes to... This is one of many characters that you, you wouldn't be able to know one thing about. Mm-hmm. Rollins meets with Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan backstage. Jordan says he can't compete tonight. He started warming up. He felt something in his neck. The medical team will not let him compete. They missed something earlier. To which Daniel Bryan just ran in and said, where's the medical team? <laughs> I want a second opinion. Rollins is pissed. Kurt says they're gonna have to forfeit the match. And Roman Reigns was just there, in his gear, ready, walked up, they nodded their heads, and that was
2: our substitute. I thought Rollins looked like a bit of a jerk here. This was a legitimate injury. Yeah, you know all about these, Seth. Yeah. Remember when you missed WrestleMania? Exactly. You're supposed your friend is suffering a career threatening injury here. This is the neck. Uh what 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 do you know about Jason Jordan?
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say, what do you know about neck injuries? No. Uh, about Jordan? Yeah. I mean... What has been reported about Jason Jordan? It's just that issue. he's he's legitimately dealing with neck issues.
2: He's having, like, issues gripping.
1: Yeah, which would just be... Sounds like serious to like me. Like, something that probably, if that's the case, probably requires surgery.
2: hmm So, I mean, knowing all this, come on, Seth. Give the guy some slack here. Yeah. It's like, come on, mm-hmm. Seth. Uh, stop being a bitch. Essentially,
1: that's what I, I do kind of like the subtleties in all of this that usually WWE, when they want you to get a point, they just will hit you over the head and maybe they didn't want to necessarily make the connection. But between this promo about Jason Jordan not competing with a broken neck and then later when Seth was accusing him, I, it's always I with you. And Kurt's three eyes, and oh. Kurt's present for all these promos as well that and Seth is cutting. Did you do you think that's intentional? I don't know if it wasn't, but I certainly picked up on it. Interesting. The broken neck, and then accusing Jordan of only caring about his, the eyes. Broken neck's legit though. Yeah, but I'm saying these are all little tie-ins yeah, to so Kurt. So which, so if they're so. subtle, they're they're mm-hmm. good. They're they're connecting the two together. That it's
2: an, it's an Olympic year. Winter Winter Olympics, so.
1: That's right, Pyeongchang. Are you going to be watching any of the Olympics? Probably not. No, neither will I. Then Sheamus and Cesaro took on Reigns and Seth Rollins, Reigns' second match of the evening. And basically, they got the heat on Reigns for a long amount of time. And this crowd was really hot for Seth Rollins here in his home state, who Cole even called him the, the hometown favorite and then corrected himself, saying, well, he's from nearby Davenport. So they hit the super white noise to Reigns. This was amazing. They pointed out that this was the move that Cesaro and Sheamus won the titles with. Nobody even thought for a second Reigns was getting pinned by this super version of Sheamus's finisher. Uh, Rollins eventually is tagged in. Um, This was after he was knocked down. Jordan comes down to ringside, helping Rollins up to the apron, allowing for the hot tag. And then Rollins hit a suicide dive to Sheamus, then one to Cesaro. Cesaro avoided the stomp, And then Cesaro used a thumb to the eye. Jordan grabs the leg of Cesaro to distract him, and this led to Rollins getting a near fall with a roll-up. Then Reigns tells Jordan to get lost. Rollins hits the Rainmaker Knee, which has a new name. What? Did you not hear this? No.
2: Corey proclaimed this (laughs) the Ripcord. Oh yeah, I've heard that. I the rip that. cord. Well, okay, I've heard I've heard that movement, the arm drag thing that Okada does, referred to as the rip cord. Okay.
1: Well, it's kind of a rip cord, I um execution. Like I can see that there's a connection. Yes,
2: I, li- I, I I I like it. I like it more than the rainmaker knee. Okay, or uh, uh the rainmaker knee is just what we've adopted because there was what,
1: nothing given. What to was this. it?
2: Was it like uh, what what is the King's Landing? What is that? Or King's
1: Cross. Well, he was the king's slayer. But yeah. now he's no longer slayed the king. The king is back to full okay. strength. I mean, it's something. It is literally something. <laughs> then he goes for... Uh, they go for the double powerbomb, but Cesaro pulls Seamus to the floor. They're trying to leave with the titles. Rollins and Reigns are just standing there. They were just going to allow them to be counted out, but Jordan stood up and said, No! And he ended up throwing throwing these hands mm-hmm. at Sheamus and Cesaro. And this led to disqualification. And Jordan immediately regrets this. And Reigns and Rollins are pissed. But I was going to say, well, what were you guys about to do? You were just standing there while these guys were going to walk out with the titles. What was your plan? Yeah. And when JoJo announced the bar were still champions and have won by disqualification, they cheered Like, they were the Philadelphia Eagles. They were so happy on the ramp. They put their arms up when the announcement was made that Mm -hmm. they won by disqualification. Mm -hmm. Very uh, underrated part of this
2: match was the celebration by Sheamus and Cesaro. I mean, uh, I thought the match was great. uh, And I really don't mind all the stuff with Jordan because it told their story. I thought it garnered a ton of... Uh, I, I guess live heel heat from Iowa on Jason Jordan, but I've also I'm also impressed that they managed to find a way to include Jason Jordan in this whole storyline without having him wrestle a match. You know, he came out of this as the biggest heel of this entire segment, and the guy had to deliver two punches. So, I
1: mean. If you're Roman Reigns, are you really upset at this? Like, this is a lot to be taking on. WrestleMania season, no I've way. got the Chamber coming up. What do I want to get involved with this tag title shit?
2: Yeah, you're going to have to defend it all the time. Way above right? this stuff. You're going to have to carry it through the airport. But this is a burden. Yeah, it is true. But in storyline, you could understand, right? Uh, but the whole thing is kind of done to, first of all, tell me that, hey, they still have plans for Jason Jordan versus Seth Rollins, if that is the match at WrestleMania. They're not writing him out completely, uh, or at all. And Well, clearly, though, not in the Chamber match. Not in the Chamber match, though. But, I mean, Rollins isn't going to win it, so... Is Rollins even in it? Rollins is oh, in it. Oh, he is, okay. But, uh... Oh, wait a minute. Um, he hasn't qualified yet, has he? That's right. He hasn't qualified. You're right, Rollins isn't in it. Yeah, because he just lost the tag titles, and then that was it, right? So, but the, the, the treatment is also interesting, because they are trying to... To me, they're making Jason Jordan very sympathetic. They're making him completely well-intentioned. He just manages to fuck up because of his poor timing. Uh, So, Sorry, why hasn't Seth Rollins been in a qualifying match? That makes no sense. He just lost the titles. He lost the titles at Rumble.
1: And then last week... What has Elias done to generate a qualifying match? He was thrown out of the Rumble in seconds. It's not based on your performance in the Rumble. Okay, Seth Rollins has not received a qualifying match He might But Apollo Crews has No, he won't They've announced what the last match is for next week Oh, they have? What is it? It's all the losers getting a second chance What? Apollo Crews is getting two chances And Rollins hasn't got one That's not fair at all That doesn't make any sense in the world Well, I suppose Rollins should be pissed at Kurt Rollins was signed up for the tag team division Is that how it works? Yeah Okay Reigns was able to double dip
2: Mm. Well, they needed somebody Okay
1: Braun, uh, we got a recap of his rampage from last week with de- the desk. And then uh, Braun um, has his uh, iPhone.
2: He got those hands, and he put them on an iPhone yeah. for the selfie promo. He'll be the last man standing just
1: like last week. Same at Elimination Chamber. Same at WrestleMania. And Cena and Elias better be ready
2: to get these hands. Yeah. love. Great it, catchphrase. Love it. Love it. Uh, he's it's, proven to be a pretty good promo all on his own. He's found a way to be like big and mean, while still being fun and oftentimes funny without seeming like a joke. So, I mean, man, congratulations to
1: him. How long until they are selling a pair of giant styrofoam hands?
2: Brilliant. Like the Hulk hands? Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, People will pay $20 for those. You can make your checks to John Pollock and your address anyway. I'm way too helpful for yeah, these guys. Are. Yeah.
1: I feel bad because I uh, I've been reading all about uh over the weekend. I went through all these sports leagues and going over like the television rights to just get a like a sense of where all these deals are for the WWE and UFC mm-hmm. and then realizing that these UFC and WWE performers will receive absolutely zero out of these deals. Yeah. Compared to unionized athletes.
2: It's crazy. Mm. Well, this is a It's a fictitious um, television episodic drama.
1: Yeah, with apparently fictitious employee rights as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, and unionization. I think uh, if you're a wrestler and you're watching these enormous rights fees, I think you will look back when you are older and wonder, what did we leave on the table as performers? And same for UFC fighters. Like, it's crazy. Anyway. Anyway. What a segue that was from yeah. Braun Strowman's hands. Let's talk unions. Yeah. What a downer, nerd. Uh, then we had, what was next? The Nia Jax feature. Uh, oh, this was on Rollins and Jordan argue backstage. Yeah. yeah. And this is where he says, it's always about I, I, and never about us, Rollins yells. Angle is in the middle here saying that Jordan is legitimately hurt. Rollins regrets not legitimately hurting him. It's like, well, that's who are you? Booker T? And then Kurt sends Jordan home until he is medically cleared and yelled at Jason. Mm-hmm. So this may have been, we probably can't do that physical and angle with him. This might be, if he's not around for the time being, this is kind of a mini write-off. Mini Go write-off. home until yeah. you get medically cleared. It's what's literally probably going on with him.
2: Very possible, but with the way things left off, I think that things are still so heated and unresolved that I would expect him to be back relatively soon, if not at least after.
1: The well, I guess it's error. going to depend on how serious this injury is. Yeah. It's serious enough that he's not working here. But the but to leave the angle on this note, okay? They
2: might be hopeful that this is something that's going to be he's going to be okay with a few weeks off. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah, I could see like that. they're keeping it. They're still keeping it very much alive, so that when, the moment he comes, like it really still feels like this is Seth's mania program.
1: Yes, and if it's not... Well, well, we'll find out later during my game. Oh. Then we had a feature on Nia Jax, who is now the Irresistible Force. And she'll be taking on the immovable object, that Elimination Chamber. Vanessa Floyd. Vanessa Floyd, who is Missouri wrestler Savannah Stone, who was trained by Michael Elgin. Oh. That was the identity here of Vanessa okay. Floyd. Uh, there was a running avalanche to Floyd... After she got in some kicks and Nia yelled, you don't do that to me. And then hit an avalanche in the corner, press slam as Floyd just yelled
2: in fear and a running leg drop for the win in a minute 21. I found this a really entertaining squash. I think it took about a year and a half, but I think Nia has come a long way in conveying her aggression and her confidence in ring since she first debuted and started doing these squash matches. I thought this was way better like compared to like the first squash matches that, that she had far more confident in her promos now too.
1: Yeah, and you just have these two unbeatable women facing off at Elimination Chamber to the point that I really wish they just didn't do that television right. match last month. You say that. you you're going to say that about
2: Asuka versus Bailey,
1: you're going to say that about Asuka versus Sasha. <laughs> but at least that match, they're doing it at a yeah, pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. if you had had your Ducks in a row and you okay, Asuka's winning this. What are we doing with her in that mid in between pay-per-view? I mean, you could have just got by one week of television and saved this match instead of... You remember the match? She's selling the leg. She's, like, basically on the verge of crying, which is so against what they're doing now with her. Right. That it just seemed like a a very short-sighted, let's do this match for the sake of it kind of idea. Mm -hmm. Renee interviewed her in the ring. She stared at the WrestleMania sign. She's the only woman in the locker room that doesn't fear Asuka and that, that Asuka cannot beat I'm going to mess your pretty little face up so bad, you'll be wearing that mask permanently. And when I'm done with you, you won't be the empress of tomorrow. You'll be the empress of yesterday.
2: I thought those were all good lines. I love the line about the mask, wearing the mask permanently. Did you find it impressive?
1: Yes. Sonia DeVille took on Mickey James. This was my favorite part. Coachman said... Hey, did you know that Sonia DeVille when she was growing up used to dress up as Allen Iverson when she was a kid? And he goes to Cole, Did you know that? Cole says, Yeah, I did know that when I brought it up last week at the Royal Rumble <laughs> in Philadelphia. <laughs> Hence the Allen Iverson reference. <laughs> oh, well, I was just uh,
2: reiterating it. <laughs> Second weekend, what are your thoughts on Jonathan Coachman? Oh, I think I think those that
1: I I think it's a lateral move if that with Booker. Yeah. I don't think this guy adds anything. In fact, with comments like this, I mean, this is not a huge thing, but I don't get a sense that this is someone that was watching WWE television every week. I, I think this was a very I I don't know if this was necessarily they made a snap decision about Booker and this was a flash hire, mm-hmm. but that's what it feels like, a guy that's quickly trying to get up to speed on what's going on. Which WWE is something that doesn't... You don't have to watch six months to be mm-hmm. up to speed on everything. Mm-hmm. But this is a guy that feels a few steps slower than
2: Corey and Michael Cole on the product he's calling. Also, and three hours exposes that. I also kind of get the sense that for Coach now, this is not as important for his career. In fact, it feels like a downgrade. And so I get the sense he's not necessarily as serious about this job as he was this first time around. That's just maybe me uh writing this uh you know kind of do it playing a armchair psychologist for for this guy but i i I just kind of get that sense and and I'll say like again this third person on this team is completely unnecessary uh does does nothing for the overall quality of the show.
1: Rose dist- distracts from the floor, and this leads to James, as she was going for a head scissors, to be slammed down to the mat. And then it's DeVille, just with all her striking. She's hitting knees from the clinch, attacking James with punches. And then all of a sudden, Mickey just stands up and just turns it into a roll-up and pins her in three
2: thirty-seven. This is the weirdest finish. I think the idea is to, again, like, show show you how impressive... Sonya Deville is, have her, give her most of the match, but have Mickey come out with a, uh, a victory so that she still stays alive going into the chamber. Um, and then they just beat her up afterwards. I don't know. I, I,
1: don't, I never find this stuff all that effective that, okay, well, we'll give you most of the match, but mm-hmm. then you're going to get caught up. To me, it's just like, instead of just going all in with one, neither really gets over. I don't know. That's what I felt after this. Mm -hmm. DeVille and Rose jump Mickey and then Alexa runs down, drags Mickey. And then they had this long um, shot of the two of them going up the ramp where Mickey just had to look in shock that Alexa was helping her. And it was one of those WWE, let's leave the camera on them for way too long Mm -hmm. where they have to overact their shock here. Mickey does. Mm -hmm and that was our conclusion here as Alexa's trying to build up allies for the chamber. Right. Yes, that's it.
2: Paige showed, showed up here.
1: Paige was here yeah. in their corner, no, but
2: no update you, about the condition.
1: No, just nope. she's quietly not part of this chamber match and I think everyone
2: understands what the deal is. Perhaps tests are still being done. Well, nothing no official announcement, nor maybe
1: the WWE has not addressed it. Yeah. They recapped Elias's attack on Cena with the guitar a few weeks ago. Corey added that John did receive a modicum of revenge at the Royal Rumble, but still wants to get his hands on Elias tonight. So the Rumble was just a, you know, just a small piece of payback. And then next week, we've got a second chance fatal four-way with Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, Apollo Crews, and Matt Hardy for the final spot in the Elimination Chamber match.
2: Mm, Okay. Well, it's got to be Bray. Or sorry, uh, Finn. Yes, I would imagine so.
1: And then Matt pairs off with Bray and Apollo Crews will be on the kickoff. Okay. Is that would you assume? Maybe with Seth Rollins. Elias is in the ring playing his guitar. There were a lot of cheers for him and he says, that's a pretty strong response from a no-name town like this. Ooh. Mm. Usually, he says, I just fly
2: over small places like this. Des Moines really isn't much of a name. It's, it's Des Moines. Is it? is it French? Uh, Spanish? Spanish? des moines what does it mean do you want to know no not really the show's running long so he says he
1: turned down the halftime show at the super bowl to come to this wasteland Uh and then he starts playing this song and now they hate him they just hate this man as he sings about Strowman, and he was just booed unmercifully here until cena's music played
2: and then the, the audience was conflicted I'm, uh, like, the more I kind of watch Elias' shtick, the more I appreciate it. His laid-back, slow-paced delivery for these promos is a real strong contrast to your typical high-energy, like, vein-bursting pro-wrestling promos. He slows it down so much. I mean, starting with that bit of, like, amateur, very amateuristic guitar playing at the beginning of every (laughs) segment. Like, I realized, man, we spent, like... uh, three minutes each week for, like, the better part of a year now watching a main <laughs> practice guitar, like, on live TV. Anyway, but it's all done to, like, set the tone, set the pace so that, you know, he talks slow. And it just gets to the point where the crowd is kind of entertained, but then he breaks into another song, and at that point you're just like, okay, I've had enough of this. And they start to boo really loud. There's there's always a point in, in these segments where the, 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 the crowd goes from, like, kind of liking him to not liking him and then really hating him and i find that really impressive they really i think stumbled on something that that really works cena stroman and elias they quickly went through a break
1: let's just go to the floor here where cena uses the steps on braun then elias breaks a guitar over poor braun and then Selena, uh, Cena delivers an AA to Braun on the steps, but then gets nailed from behind by Elias, who tries to take advantage in the ring. Strowman eventually comes back to life, power slams Cena, goes to deliver one to Elias, but he avoids it, shoves Braun to the floor, and with Cena laid out from the power slam, he pins Cena in 10 minutes. Braun then returns. He power slams Elias. He power slams Cena. The audience cheers. He power slams Elias. He roars to the crowd. At this point, they just—it felt like the cameras had just gone off, and this was like the post match for the live show. But we were all still watching. Mm-hmm. It, it's because the music died too. Yeah, and he just kept going here. He hits another one to Cena, another one to Elias. Then his music played to end the show. Mm-hmm. Very long ending
2: here. Um, I, I like the match. I mean, I—I've th- I, seen Cena and Elias together, and it's not pretty. Okay, but throw Braun in the mix, and I think it was a lot more fun. It was brief. I found it entertaining. I almost feel like they're giving Braun a little bit too much now, you know? You get, okay, you, you, whatever. You hit him with the steel steps. Was this a no DQ, by the way? Well, as they explained. Three uh, ways or no DQ? Three ways or no DQ. That's ridiculous. I can bring a, an axe then? I can bring a machine gun and you won't DQ me?
1: From that logic, why wouldn't Asuka just want to throw the match to Naya so she gets a no DQ match with someone at WrestleMania? She's not a no DQ wrestler,
2: but. Then she can do
1: anything she wants, right. even though she'll, her, her chances of winning will drop uh, percentage wise
2: yeah, 33% to be exact. And a
1: third. Yeah.
2: Anyway, um, but I almost feel like they're giving Braun too much, okay? You do the steps, you do the uh, guitar, you do the AA on the, on the ring steps. And this man just like, it takes him a while? Yeah, it takes him up for exactly two minutes. Then he gets right right back up like, it's, like it didn't phase him at all. And then he just goes on and does all these power slams. And the first time they did it, okay, these like multiple power slams, it felt organic and felt cool. But this time, I didn't even get the sense that the crowd wanted it as much as they had already planned this and wanted to give it to them. Well, he's, outside of Reigns, he's the next
1: top babyface on the show. I feel he's, he felt like the bigger priority on this show
2: than than Cena. Cena was kind oh of just gosh, Cena was one of the an afterthought here. Who took the fall? He was a rag doll who got power slammed multiple times. Yeah, Cena was not not really any priority here. So Elias will be the sixth entrant
1: into the chamber, and that's what we've got: the two chamber matches and Oscar versus Nia Jax
2: is our lineup for oh. Elimination Chamber overall i thought raw kept my attention i thought it had some solid nothing you know cra- amazing i thought asuka sasha probably beat anything on this show from this week but i thought the matches were solid and i thought there were some good bits of character development and that furthered a number of their storylines
1: all right let's go to some feedback first we'll go to tyler actually first on our scale from the forum at forum.postwrestling.com. This show on a scale of one to 10 was a 5.5, oh, 5.45. That's lower
2: than a lot of their previous ones.
1: Well, I can't say if you missed raw, you missed a ton of advancement. True. Tyler from Orlando writes, I thought it was a pretty good raw tonight. Iowa was a great crowd. Sh- Iowa was a great crowd. Shout out to them. I was happy to see a Bray match actually entertain me in 2018. Although, I think a lot of that credit goes to Roman as a worker who often gains reaction to his matches. That is a fair point. I assume Finn will be the last member of the Chamber, and I'm curious to see how they fill the rest of the Chamber card. With the only matches announced so far being the two Chamber matches and Asuka versus Nia Jax, I'm also thinking Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt will soon have a Hardy compound segment. Hopefully, it's
2: better than House of Horrors. Do you see Jeremy Borash being brought in to work on Woken Matt Hardy? Um, I...
1: I don't know if he'll have any involvement on the main roster. It sounds like it's going to be reporting to NXT. I would bet Matt Hardy himself would be fighting for it. I'm, I'm sure he is. Um, it's
2: possible. He's now in the system, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. We got a Chris from Florida. That, in the words of Braun Strowman, was garbage. I really hate the booking decisions we saw throughout this episode. Nia Stipp is the obvious one and I could easily see WWE being stupid enough to end Asuka's streak just to set up a useless and boring three-way match at Mania. I did like Alexa's promo though, and I have to say she was great in that segment, and honestly, she's absolutely right. I also hated the lazy booking and finish to the otherwise decent match with The Shield versus The Bar. Hopefully Smackdown is better.
1: Matthew from Australia watched in and out today, but a few key things sparked thoughts. Why is the Miz in the chamber rather than defending his title? I understand they can now push an icy title defense on Raw going into Elimination Chamber, but to me, it devalues the title. I really like the idea of Oscar versus Nia, and the Alexa face turn seems promising. I don't think that was designed to be a face turn. If they can pull it off, however, is another question. What does it seem like our card is going to be at both Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania? Well, that's...
2: we'll get into our game. We go to our next piece of feedback who says, when? Remember when Seth Rollins was the main eventer with great gear? Pepper Ridge Farm remembers. <laughs> okay. In all seriousness, Raw was pretty good and well-paced. Almost every match felt like they had purpose, and with Bray cutting his best succinct promo in years at the top, it made me more interested in his ma- his match, even though the winner was never in question. I like that what they're I like what they're doing with Absolution, but the crowd was pretty gone by that point, with the main event not faring much better. I hope that that this is not the start of an Alexa face turn, as it would make more sense for that to come after being humbled in defeat. And finally, Jay from Colorado. Another pretty tough
1: edition of Raw to sit through. Booking was a mess on this show and doesn't give me high hopes for an Elimination Chamber. Elias was definitely the highlight, as was Braun and Bliss. Bayley continues to make me sad every week. Maybe that's her new gimmick. She turns everyone into a shrugger. I don't get the point of having a second chance elimination <laughs> match, nor do I understand the booking of it. A shrugger. The shrugger.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. Who do you guys think the mystery cruiserweight tournament entrance will be? Maybe this is where Rey Mysterio or the Hurricane come back. Oh, my God, I just realized I'm actually interested in 205 Live. I give tonight's Raw solid five. Little kids getting John Cena shirts ripped out of their hands by adults out of ten. Did that happen? Uh, I don't know. Oh, that's, that's awful it. if it did. I, I I would never put Rey in that tournament. Me neither. <laughs>
2: Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't want Rey Mysterio near the Cruiserweight title nor the Cruiserweight division. Not right now. Like his first match back could be big. It's main event level big. You know, you can do Ray versus Brock big. Okay. Wow. And putting him in into the, the Cruiserweight tournament. Not on a stretcher again. Remember that? Actually, I don't. Oh God! But but like even just putting him anywhere near that purple already devalues him greatly. And I hopefully Rey Mysterio is asking for a lot of money, and 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 that's to his advantage because if they're willing to pay it, they will not want to waste that uh, investment. His onto a his rate life. is enormous,
1: as it should be. You better make it worth his while yeah. to come back if you're assuming that. And I don't think
2: there's a prayer he's coming back for a full time schedule.
0: Mm, you no, know,
2: I mean. Uh, That's fine. Like, to me, Rey Mysterio is somebody that could be a special attraction. I think he's that good. Um, Could you just imagine, like, just to
1: put in as a loose end, like, you could put in... If Rollins has no dance partner for WrestleMania.
2: Yeah, awesome. Rollins,
1: Rey Like, you can plug him into so many different pools. That is a
2: dream match. Certainly. Uh, The hurricane I could see on 205-5. Maybe. (laughs) back for this tournament.
1: Okay, before we go, it's time for our WrestleMania game, Okay. This is where I'm going to throw out a series of names at you, and I don't want you to give us the answer of what you think they'll be doing at WrestleMania. What do you want to see them doing okay. at WrestleMania? An opponent? A scenario? Maybe none at all. Okay? So the first one is Seth Rollins. What, so what do I want them to do? What would you like to see in your ideal scenario? Um, mm. Not what you feel they're going okay. in a certain direction. Just what would be... So for ignore every all the story that they've told? It's something that's doable on right. the roster. Okay, that's not crazy. Like he can't be facing um, Okada,
2: Rey Mysterio. Okay, I'd that's fine.
0: That.
2: Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Mm. And you can. I'm, I'm really bad at these games, by the way. I'm. I'm well, so I'm
1: just sad. saying, if you wanted, if if you had an idea, mm-hmm. and it can be no match at WrestleMania, but um, yeah, is there any kind of scenario that's intriguing? Because think about all the interest there was in Kurt coming back. Yeah, and I don't think I don't sense much for him. If
2: you ask me, like for me, the value of Kurt is is very much like a Rey Mysterio. You put him into these dream match scenarios with guys he's never had matches with, that you can sell on a WrestleMania. But I, not for a second, do I think they see him like that. If anything, they'll put him against Triple H, you know, a match that we've seen, but a match that they consider to be of higher value. Um, but you know, there, I think. Mm. Uh, like, Kurt versus, I would say, any number of people uh, that is considered a good worker, I, I would say, is a match that I'd like to see.
1: One that I, I think that they, it's almost too late to build it up now. Oh, yeah, it's not too late to do it. I would much rather see The Miz with someone like Kurt Angle. That you build up the the feud between these two. Like, look what you did with Brian and Miz, and that's mm-hmm. certainly an extreme example, yeah. but it could have been something you've been building for a long time, that it's the Miz just running this guy down. Yeah. I know you don't seem so, all that interested are, are, in this. Are we
2: just, like, fantasy booking here? Like, am I able to go completely wild? Uh, sure. Okay. Kurt Angle, Chad Gable. All right. That's, to me, a natural pair.
1: Winner gets to be... Uh, if Gable wins I get to be your son on Raw in a much better position than Smackdown
2: cool or how Uh, about Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan versus Benjamin and Gable
1: sure sure why not Sasha Banks
2: well I mean uh, I think from the looks of this it looks like Sasha versus Bayley Um, to me I would save Asuka for Charlotte and uh, Alexa Naya seems like a good match so uh, of the two Maybe. I mean, I expect those, those few, few of those to be in involved in tags. So, to me, who else is missing?
1: Do you think else Sasha else? and Bayley will get a singles match in Mania? I mean, it's a long show. I mean, it's a big show. Uh, there's a lot of... If, if if there's ever a year that they're going to try and get all the women on the show, this is it.
2: I would say it depends on the quality of the, the story that they're telling. And also, yeah. on the SmackDown side, how many women's matches are you going to have? Mm-hmm. And like you said, I could see a lot of matches taking place. But, I mean... I th- I would say that's a good time to do some interpromotional matches, too.
1: Yeah, and that's an option, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Finn Balor? Because he has nothing right now. This one, you can yeah, pretty much yeah. guess anything. Like, what would you do with him for WrestleMania? Mm. I don't have, a, like, a clear-cut direction of where I'd go with this guy.
2: I think you could... I mean, if the battle club is, is supposed to be a priority, I think you can do something involving the three of them. The um, New Day? Yeah. The something new day, like Some that? other kind of three-on-three scenario. Um... It's not necessarily a match that I am ah, actually I think it'll be a great match. It would be. Where do you see
1: Bray Wyatt on this card?
2: Bray Wyatt. Um I don't necessarily see him having a singles match. I really don't. Not this year. This is the coldest Bray has ever been, I would say, since he debuted that character. And so Could he be in the battle royal? Has he fallen to that level? Ooh, that's that would be really
1: tough. I... That's where I would imagine a Matt Hardy ends up.
2: Yeah. And that would be sad, too. From
1: yeah. last year to that, this year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they're not lighting the world on fire. They might light something on fire.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I would say Bray versus Matt maybe is something that they had targeted initially for a WrestleMania. That, maybe that's where you'll get your chamber of, or house of horrors. Mm-hmm.
1: Here's what I would say. That like. seems a weird fit for Here's what WrestleMania. I, well, Like it, an
2: on-location yes. kind of thing? Like, if you're telling me that, okay, Jeremy Borash is going to direct a uh, Hardy compound video and it's going to debut at Wrestlemania throughout Wrestlemania even I'm sold to me and that's Wrestlemania level you know that's that's, the, that's all I've wanted from Matt Hardy and if they want to guarantee that at Wrestlemania I'm in okay two more here from
1: this game that I know you love uh, Hulk Hogan uh, would he
2: have any role at
1: Wrestlemania
2: I predict for Hulk Hogan he will be hosting a Wrestlemania viewing party at uh, Hogan's Beach Yeah, or Papa John's or something, or Pepperidge Farm. (laughs) And Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley? I don't don't see him coming back until after. I think this guy is perfect for the
1: night after Mania. Yeah. I think he's... Why throw him in here for just to be there? Mm -hmm. To me, he's an awesome night after Mania opponent. For who? For Brock. I think that
2: should be Brock's program afterwards. And who wins? Well, first of all, do you think Brock retains the belt after...
1: i think he should lose and i think he teases i think everyone is going to be talking about this guy's contract Mm -hmm. and i think it's going to be as always they're going to be super tight-lipped about it and there'll be speculation is he going to stick around and the next night on raw after losing the title he comes out and he goes to announce he's walking away and that's when lashley shows up
2: okay lashley beats brock I would have him beat Brock. Yeah, He's I think I would. Around. If, especially, or do, you, or do you, if, you give that to Strowman, which which they seem to have, be saving? From.
1: Yeah, they they have, but I think if Lashley is coming in and you want to make him a big force right out of the gate, mm-hmm. and probably as an opponent for Braun as well, that would be where I would put Lashley is the night after WrestleMania.
2: So anyway, cool. there you go. Thanks. Have, you, have you enjoyed this game? No, way? I'm just really I'm really bad at this. Hey, it's just it's just bad, random I'm thinking. Bad, I'm bad at like worst of, best of, like anything that I would have to encapsulate everything into like a, a quick thought. No, I was just thinking really today of like a bunch of loose
1: sparts that don't necessarily have solid yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Sasha and Bailey, I can definitely see them having a match at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but the re- like a Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, there isn't like a necessary Like, Rollins, who knows? It's like Mm kind of dependent, I think, on on Jordan. But Mm -hmm. anyway, that is going to wrap up the show. Uh, But meant to do this right off the top, but we do have a ton of shows coming up this week, Way. Let us know. We are going to be back Tuesday night with Rewind a SmackDown. They have Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn on the show, Bobby Roode, Bob Roode against Rusev, and then the continuation of the Cruiserweight tournament. And, of course, Way will be watching the Mixed Match Challenge.
2: Yeah, we'll be covering everything. These Tuesdays are getting pretty long.
1: They're not. They're I'm not, not a fan of this uh, relevancy on 205 Live yeah. where. I, I think Hideo and Tommy. Uh, Hideo Tommy and Roderick Strong are going to have a phenomenal match.
2: Yeah. I'm actually looking forward for to the stuff after SmackDown more more so than SmackDown.
1: Yeah, we'll see what kind of match Owens and Zane have if it's more of an angle than it is hmm. a full out match. Uh, that's coming up Tuesday. Then on Thursday. The British wrestling experience is continuing as Benno, Ollie, and Martin Bushby will all be back for their bi-weekly show. Friday, it is a Patreon show with a review of Night 3 from last summer's Battle of Los Angeles tournament. And that's going to be from our Espresso executive producer, Tyler Crane. So Mm -hmm. you can join now at patreon.com slash post-wrestling and all subscribers will get that show on Friday.
2: Yeah, we uh I I watched the the show over the weekend and I really enjoyed it. It it was kind of like um for me like Bola represents such a great uh I guess snapshot of the the hottest like indie acts of the year. And so for me, it was like almost a really great introduction into the entire scene.
1: Yes. And we'll, we'll chat briefly with, with Tyler on the show who attended it live. So we'll mm-hmm. get that perspective as well on that show. Then the weekend. It's a busy one way. Saturday night, uh, I'm going to be doing a post show after UFC 221 with MMAJunkie.com's Mike Bond. So yeah. we will be up uh, Saturday night following the card from
2: Australia with Yoel Romero and Luke Rockhold. That way won't be watching, will you? Um, I might watch that match. Yeah. I I cherry pick my UFC matches now and I I usually watch them after the fact. This is not a stellar card beyond that main event. Mm. And then uh Saturday as well,
1: the double shot of shows this weekend. What way we'll be watching for sure is the new beginning card
2: in Osaka. Yeah. So you're so you're going to watch. When are you going to watch that? I haven't figured out cuz cuz John and i are going to try to fit that in Saturday afternoon and I that? might
1: I might watch new beginning live or at least yeah. close to it. Uh, first thing Saturday morning
2: and then we'll get a show
1: up um that's gonna be a Patreon show as well the new yes. beginning review from Osaka with uh, Kazuchika Okada against Sonata, uh Goto against Evil, uh Tatsuya Naito against Yoshihashi, and Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi. So this should be a this is gonna be the big card of the three New Beginning shows. So uh their biggest show since
2: Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and there's actually a show tonight. There's a show last night and tonight too.
1: Yes, yeah. They're running uh Kork-Yun Hall. So Actually, by the time you're listening to this, the second show is probably over by now. Mm -hmm. So that is all coming up this week. You can go to postwrestling.com, patreon.com, slash postwrestling. And you can get all of our updates on the site, at postwrestling on Twitter, all that great stuff. And we will speak with you on Tuesday night. Goodbye. Merry Christmas.